Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today we'll explore the relationship between health and career transitions and development. Here to help us do that is career transitions coach Amy Gardner. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. Also, be sure to check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Amy Gardner, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Uh, We are so happy to have you as a career transitions coach. That is so unique and much needed, especially in our kind of tumultuous times last year with 2020 and going into the new year. I'm sure many people are thinking about different career transitions or other changes, and we're really happy to have you here to really delve into the details on that. The new year is definitely really a popular time, I think, for people to start thinking, wait a minute, is this really where I want to end the year? Um, (laughs) And how am I going to achieve the goals that I have set for myself if I stay in the same place? So it's a good time. Absolutely. Well, definitely. Well, to begin with, will you introduce yourself for a minute and tell us what brought you to this point in your life and career, you know, pun intended, I guess, with career transition as well? Sure. Um, I often introduce myself as a recovering lawyer. I practiced law for a long time at a big law firm and then at a smaller law firm in Chicago, um, where I live now. And um, after becoming partner and doing all of those things that you're supposed to want to do, I had done done some trials, some depositions, all of that that you watch on TV. Um, And after that, I became the dean of students back at my law school, which was the University of Chicago Law School. And while I was there, I really seized the opportunity to add programming that I thought could better prepare students to be lawyers. So things like a wellness program, um, professionalism and leadership programming. And throughout all of that, I became much more passionate about helping lawyers become better lawyers. And so I left the law school, got my coaching certification, and my husband um, got his coaching certification at the same time. He has a, a background in management while my background was in law. And we created Apochromatic, which is our career coaching and consulting company. And today I work primarily with lawyers and that Keith works with other professionals, but we both work with people on career development. So they want to advance or career transitions. And then we also work um, with teams on leadership issues. So especially now with so much um, going remote, we're finding that teams are becoming less engaged with each other, which obviously makes them less efficient and less effective. And then also leads to more trans- uh, more turnover. So um, we, I spend um, most of my time working with lawyers and then um, other professionals as well on those career transitions and development and then uh, team engagement and, and development. Okay, wonderful. So does your work include current lawyers who want to make the transition to a different career and the, the reverse, others who are interested in the law profession? Yeah, most, mostly um, I work with attorneys who either want to advance or leave law or move within law. Um, but what I do often, I, I probably talk to probably five people a month who are just want to ask questions about law school and whether law is right for them. Um, and then uh, Apochromatic has a, a wider range of clients. So we often work with people who are doctors who are discovering that um, the thing that they work so hard for is no longer the thing that they want to be doing all day, or accountants, engineers, um, just a range of people. Because I think it doesn't really matter what career you're in, we all experience the same issues of wondering, you know, is this the right fit? Is this the right job? Um, Mm -hmm. Can I really get where I want to go if I stay here? 
um, I think we all need you know a fresh set of eyes to, to look at our careers um, from time to time. Absolutely. Now, what factors are involved? Like when we say career transition, what exactly does that mean and what's involved in that whole process? Well, I think um, we have this stereotype, at least I did, <laughs> that um, you'll, you'll just know it when you see it. You'll know what the right career is for you. Someone will think of you for a job or it'll, you'll see a posting and you'll just know. And unfortunately, it isn't that easy generally. And um, one of the, the things that's most frustrating for us is when um, people make a transition um, kind of a, as a knee-jerk decision, and then they end up coming to us later on when they're burned out and frustrated because it was never the right fit to begin with. Um, so I think what's most important really is the upfront work of thinking through. It's not enough to decide this job or this career isn't the right one. You have to go you know, a step further to figure out what about it isn't right for you. And what is it that, so maybe you know five things you don't want in your next job or career, great. But what are five things you actually do want? Often we see people who are running from something rather than running to something, and that's going to come across in the job interview. It's going to make you less likely to get the job. But if you do get the job, it's not necessarily going to be a long-term fit. You might have that six-month honeymoon period at the beginning where you know, everything seems better. But after that, um, you're just going to end up back in the same position, and you'll have um, a short-term stint on your resume. You'll have kind of the wear and tear on your confidence and your ego and your development um, as a result. Mm. So it's really important to, to do that work up front. And then another key component of your career transition is self-awareness of um, knowing, so not just what you want, but also what your strengths are and where are the areas that you could use more development. You know, if an area that you need more development in is management, you shouldn't probably be applying for a job where you're going to manage 60 people. <laughs> you, you should build up to that. Um, another important component of a career transition is your network. And you know, we, we all know the statistics that you're much, much more likely to get a job if you've been referred for it. Um, we all know that um, networking is something that takes time and effort. You can't just do it in the midst of a job search, but it really is critical. Even if you're applying for a job that's posted, um, you see it on LinkedIn, your network can be a huge asset in that. And then once you have the the, the job and, you know, you have to have your network or you have to have your uh, resume, your cover letter, your references, all of that. Um, you also have to have interview skills. You have to be able to discuss the compensation, which is hard for a lot of professionals. And um, I saw a number that I, I often cite when I when I talk to people about negotiating their compensation, that if the difference between people who negotiate their salary for their first job over the span of your career, it can be a eight hundred and fifty to a thousand to a million dollars less that you make over the course of your career. Wow! Just because you didn't negotiate that first salary. So um, and. Frankly, a lot of people make a, a transition because it can often bring with it um, an increase in salary, whether that's to a different job or transition. So you're not going to get there, though, unless you negotiate the compensation. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the making sure you succeed in the job. So it's not enough to get to the first day. It, mm -hmm. It's making sure that you um, succeed once you're there is a really important component that I think we often overlook. We're just excited to get the offer and we um, accept and then um, we kind of miss a key component of a, a successful career transition. Okay. Wow. So that's a lot to keep in mind. So is it a question of just trying to balance all of those components and skills? I, I think um, one thing that's really important is to, to plan ahead so that you don't reach the point where you are just desperate to get out of your current role. Um, and, and then that gives you more time to think ahead. None of these things are hard. Um, none of these things are that complicated. I think it's a matter of deciding that you're the priority and having that accountability to keep pushing through and do the things that you have to do. Because I mean, it's like any 
you know, switching careers or switching jobs is just like any other goal where there's going to reach a point where the excitement is gone and you're kind of, we always refer to as the messy middle. And especially with a job transition or career transition, so much is out of your control. And what we always advise is that people pick something that's within their control to focus on. So for example, you can't control whether your network gives you referrals to the right job, right? But you can control, maybe you do two virtual coffees every week. You can control what's on your LinkedIn profile, right? You can't control who's going to look at it, but you can control what's on your LinkedIn profile. So focusing on what you can control and setting goals around that can be really helpful. Okay. So is it a question? It's more of a question of just being more proactive in those things that you can control. I think so. I mean, I think identifying what those are, what's, you know, what's specific and measurable and, and how, how are you going to, to give yourself those me, um, benchmarks? And then also giving yourself grace and knowing that the job transition or career transition process, it can take a while. And we often think, oh, you know, I got my resume out there, <laughs> um, especially for people who may have made a transition in an easier economy in the past, um, understanding that things take time and um, that cold, you, you are better off um, fostering your network and uh, focusing on building the network and developing those ties than you are just cold applying to, to jobs that you find online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you both have their place in a, in a transition strategy, but your time will be better spent focusing on building the relationships um, so that people are willing to vouch for you, to suggest you for jobs. And because so many jobs just aren't online and aren't posted mm-hmm. anywhere. Sure. So it's more of a question of quality versus quantity of job applications. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Here at Food Experience Unplugged, we talk a lot about healthy habits. Now, what role does career transition play in in that, in building healthy habits and being healthy, you know, regardless of your of your profession? You know, it's so interesting because um, I never really appreciate it until I did a, a job transition. Um, much earlier in my career, I didn't really appreciate how much our healthy or not healthy habits can be tied to our job. So for example, if you're used to working in a workplace where you know, Friday afternoon, the normal routine is everybody goes for burgers and beers, that's going to put you in a different spot than if you're at a workplace where people do stand-up meetings or walking meetings. Um, even mm-hmm. now, as when so many people are remote, if your workplace allows people to um, be active while during meetings, so maybe you can, you're allowed to, during your one-on-one to walk, or um, maybe instead of happy hours, you have a workplace that does coffee during the day as the kind of networking, gathering thing. All of that is going to play into your habits. And we've also seen that when people change jobs or change careers, it can be an ideal time to get a reset on their habits. So all of a sudden, you're, um, you're, you, maybe you aren't going to work the same hours. Maybe you are going to have the, the ability to take an hour at lunch to exercise. Or maybe you're at a workplace where either virtually or in person, they have yoga classes or chair massages, things like that. So um, the workplace's attitude about health um, and approach to it. I actually worked at an office where there was a cafeteria where you could get um, meals delivered to your office that came with the Weight Watchers points noted. Oh, and nice. that was a huge, <laughs> uh, huge um, benefit, right? Um, those types of things can make a big difference, but also you can decide, all right, in the process of this career transition, I'm going to start taking better care of myself because I understand it's going to be a stressful process, but I, I want to use this as a fresh start to get to build new habits. And then you can take those with you um, into the new role. Mm, absolutely. And, I mean, I can t- we've had so many clients who've done this where um, in the midst of a very stressful 
transition, they still have decided to um, start exercising more seriously to start taking better care of themselves. And part of that is it helps you. You're going to be more effective in interviews. You're going to be better at networking if you have energy. Um, but part of that is just if you're putting all this time and energy into your job, why not also make sure that your, your body is in good shape um, and that you're feeling fit and, and healthy? Mm, absolutely. Now, are there different things to consider whether uh, if you re- work from home versus you're working at an office with regard to that, the, the habit building? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we joke about the COVID-19 pounds that, that many of us have gained. Um, I think it's really important. I, I've worked remotely for four years, first for a national legal nonprofit organization and now for our own company. Um, so I have some experience with this. And I think one thing that's so important is just getting up and walking around during the day. Um, I never appreciate it. I wear a Fitbit all the time because I, it helps me see even before when I was walking across downtown Chicago to have coffee or lunch with people, um, I was getting a lot more steps in. And so keeping track of that and making sure you're taking breaks is important. I think we've also um, probably all read a lot about the effects of you know, on your eyes and your back on your neck of staring at a computer screen all day. And so those are definitely things to, to take into account because it's, it just, in an office situation, you're probably walking down the hall to a conference room now and then you're probably sticking your head into somebody's office versus sitting in the same chair all day, which so many of us are doing now. Mm, definitely. So you're implementing similar habits, but in different ways. Yeah, for sure. You want to kind of replicate the, the best parts of your, um, the, the in-office um, work habits. Sure. Absolutely. Good point. Now, you've undoubtedly worked with many, many different people in different career situations. Will you share some stories with us about, you know, how, how people have built habits as they've kind of navigated their, their transition? Sure. So one of the things that we always encourage our clients to do is to figure out what they actually enjoy doing outside work and take more time to intentionally do that thing during their job transition. And I often use the example of in a job interview, when someone says, what do you do for fun? It's not especially um, persuasive or helpful if you say, oh, well, I used to ride my bike. Um, You want to get back into starting to do those things. And for people who are resistant to say, oh, I don't have time for that. I always say, well, you're going to do better in your job interview if you do. Um, And one of uh, of my clients, um, Dave, started swimming again after a long time because he used to enjoy swimming. And he ended up losing just under 20 pounds during the job application process. Because of course, once you start exercising, then you're going to start hopefully eating better, wanting to eat better. Um, And just as important, he also really improved his marriage because one of the things that he started doing um, was spending more time with his wife and he and his wife started being more active together. So, um, and he's just one example. There's there's another client who um, I started working with who had always wanted to build up to running a 10K but had never run before. And you would think like, why are you working with your career coach on that? But it was a goal that she could work towards and control, right? She could control her pace, but she could control, you know, how many green check marks could she give herself for her running plan, training plan? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that was not, she wasn't really focused on weight loss. She was really focused on building endurance um, and, and just feeling more fit. And she was able to do that at the same time that she was going through the, the interview process. So, and they, I can tell you that they probably have, um, at least a 20 year age gap. Um, so this is not something where, um, it it becomes impossible if you're more senior in your career to, to adapt some healthy habits and start taking better care of yourself during a career transition or job transition process. Mm, Excellent point. Now with that transition process, you know, they're, they're building better habits, spending time with family. Now on the flip side, how does, how do those habits 
really help them in that career transition or once they've entered whatever career field they, um, they are focusing on now? Well, you've probably seen all these articles um, at the beginning of the year talking about the clean slate effect and the idea that when we're making a big change, it can be easier to to adopt new habits or to improve those habits. Um, so certainly when you're starting a new job actually can be a good time to try to adopt some of those habits, but you're even better off, I think, if you come to a new job with those habits already ingrained. It's gonna be easier to continue making time to exercise when you're in you know, that flurry of activity when you're starting a new job, if it's something that um, you've already been working on um, and just continuing that. But I think being healthier and um, having more energy is going to help you in the way that you're showing up when you're meeting your new colleagues. It's going to help mm-hmm. you so much in job interviews. I mean, we've probably all interviewed candidates for jobs where you thought, oh my gosh, I got to stay awake here. <laughs> right? Nobody <laughs> wants to, to, and that's not saying that you have to be, um, you know, over the top energetic or frenetic in job interviews, but especially when everything's on video, you need even more energy than you normally would. And Mm -hmm. taking better care of yourself is going to help you with that. So even hopefully you want to adopt healthier habits just for yourself, but if nothing else, know that it's going to help you in that job interview process. Mm -hmm. And that energy or enthusiasm, that's undoubtedly contagious, I'm sure, with other colleagues. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, you know, the, um, the, the resilience that you're going to build um, and, and taking better care of yourself, it'll help you get through, um, the, the tougher parts of a, a job transition or job search process. Mm. Now, what role does stress play in this? Uh, some people, you know, career transition can be a stressful time and perhaps maybe not so with others. I, I, it definitely can be, be stressful. And so we encourage people to pay extra attention to how they're taking care of themselves, particularly if you already have a job. I mean, I'm, I'm working with a client now who already has a very demanding job, is trying to homeschool two small children. Um, her spouse has a demanding job that requires that he is not at home, that he has to be out of the home during the day. Mm-hmm. And to then say, oh, sure, you should get three customized resumes ready for three different jobs today on top of all of that. Of course, that's not going to um, happen naturally, right, without a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time, though, if she can continue with her exercise and blow off some steam, it's going to give her more mental clarity. It's going to give her more stamina so that when the kids do go down for the night, she doesn't just want to pop on the couch and zone out with Netflix, but still has the energy to you know, review that, that resume one more time and to build up that stamina. But part of that too is just giving yourself grace mm-hmm. and recognizing that you can't really do all the things. and Or maybe you can, but not all at once. And so part of that is just saying, if my body is, you know, my heart is pounding or whatever symptoms of stress you're showing, that's a sign that maybe you need to take a step back and mm-hmm. maybe you need to add 10 minutes of mindfulness into your day or um, do something like that rather than adding one more thing to your list. And that by taking care of yourself, you're going to be more likely to get the results that you want anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the building the habits helps with stress management as well throughout that process. For sure. And, but again, I think, um, especially now we have to give ourselves grace and not beat ourselves up if um, it just, it's feeling like it's too much and you just don't have the energy to do all the things that you want to do in a particular day. And just understand that a, a job search or career search, it, it takes time and it, it takes different, amount, different amounts of time for different people that depend on lots of different factors. And so again, controlling what you can control is um, really critical, I think, to, to maintaining that sense of balance and sanity during what can be a difficult time, on top of the fact it's during a global pandemic and with all the other things going on. Absolutely. Now, have you found that 
stress levels or the the whole transition trying to balance all of these things do you find that it's different depending on what profession they're going into or or what they ca- they currently have so i've been involved in some of the um uh, to a tiny degree to some of the initiatives in the legal industry. And there've been pl- lots of studies that show that certain professions are um, more prone to things like depression and um, diff- difficulties managing stress, anxiety, alcohol abuse, substance use. Um, so it definitely is the case that you can see some differences, but that said, everybody's situation is different. And I know plenty of lawyers who um, have lots of great healthy habits. And then I know plenty of people who have jobs that we would perceive as being um, less prone to stress um, that have plenty of stressful situations uh, going on in their lives, whether it's because of a bad boss or because of a family situation. Um, So I I do think it it can vary overall by profession, but I think it's important for people to recognize that uh, just because their profession might not be as prone to to stress doesn't mean that the way they're feeling isn't perfectly normal for them in that moment uh, and worthy of um, taking steps to try to improve their lives and their situation. Mm, definitely. If you're, for example, if you're going from a high stress position to a low stress, is is that um, you would think, okay, that would be much better for you health wise. But is that process, that transition from one profession to another, is that still, uh, does that still bring some stress or some challenges? Absolutely. I mean, anytime we have big changes, we have stress. And you know, there are all those studies about the most stressful events in people's lives. And um, changing jobs is always on the list. And so even if it is something where, I mean, for example, I went from um, a firm that has a reputation as um, being very, um, you know, lots of work hours expected, very demanding level uh, set of expectations in terms of the quality of your work, to a firm where some people told me it was going to be um, what's often referred to as a lifestyle firm. (laughs) And so you would think that going from an environment where um, I generally worked more hours than I did in the new one, it would have been less stressful. On the other hand, it was still a big change. And when we adapt and understand the expectations in one workplace, that change, simply changing workplaces um, and learning a new set of expectations and um, trying to adapt to all that can still be stressful in and of itself. So that's part of why with our career transition clients, we never want to say, oh, congratulations, good luck on your first day. It was nice working with you. Let us know how it went, right? We want to continue <laughs> to support them because there's always, there's new people, there's new um, demands, there's new skills that you need to learn. So don't expect that as soon as I get out of here, everything will be better. <laughs> Understand that it's going to take some time to adjust, um, particularly if you're going from one set of expectations to another, either direction. Sure. Absolutely. Good point. Now, what are, for those just starting out or starting this transition process, what are some steps people can take to really navigate all of these different factors and still try to build some healthy habits in the process? One thing that I think is really helpful at the beginning of a career transition or job transition is to assess where you are. And we always have our um, clients do a number of different tools. Some of those are paid, some of those are unpaid tools. Um, but figuring out where, where are you in terms of um, what skills do you want to develop? What, at what level are your skills at already? Looking at what, what do you value? What's most important to you? What have you liked about um, your current role or current employers or current career? What haven't you liked? To try to come up with sort of a, a scorecard that will help you um, when you have offers to evaluate. I think that's really important. Um, and another thing that you can do in the very beginning is if you're feeling like, gosh, I don't know when I would have time to work on a transition, is to track your time for a week or two. And doing that will help you see 
studies actually show, um, Laura Vanderkam very famously has asked thousands and thousands of people to do this and has found the places that found that the more hours we think we work, the bigger the um, difference between how many hours we work and how many hours we actually work. And for many of my clients, they'll tell me flat out, I work 60 hours a week, I work 70 hours a week. And then when they record it, they still work lots of hours, but it's always less than they think it is. And we often underestimate how much we sleep. Um, so figuring out where our time is really going can be helpful in making a plan for how you're going to make a career transition or job transition work. Where are you going to get the time to do your resumes? Where are you going to get the time to network? Um, and getting on top of that early on can be really useful. Okay, so just kind of putting tools in place to begin with as you're beginning that process. Absolutely. And often people will say like, oh, I need to update my LinkedIn. And that's important. You need to have a good professional Mm -hmm. LinkedIn profile. But really doing the work up front to figure out what you're looking for um, will be critical. And then it saves you from having to redo your LinkedIn um, and redo things once you have a clear direction. Mm, Okay, excellent. Now, for now, for you personally, as you were transitioning from from the law profession into more more coaching and career development, what exactly what was your process involved as you did your own transition? So when I was working at the law school, um, I I realized that I wanted to do more in terms of focusing on attorney development, and so I started meeting with people who had jobs that I thought I wanted to have, and um, that led to some interviews. And I had two interviews in a row where people said that they could save money by hiring me. And the first time I was sort of like did an awkward ha ha ha, and then the second time I actually said, "What does that mean?" And she said, "Well." Um, you can already do a lot of the things that our consultants and outside coaches are hired to do. So we wouldn't have to pay them anymore. We could just pay you instead. And then she said in the middle of the interview, frankly, I'm not sure why you'd want this job, why you wouldn't want to just go out on your own. Mm. And I thought, Oh, and um, I had, when I was the Dean of Students doing the job the way I was doing it, I just didn't have the time or space to get my coaching certification and to really focus on it. And so I knew that that was a priority for me as soon as I left the law school and um, seeing my progression in my research and and learning more about it. That's when um, my husband, Keith, decided that he wanted to get his coaching certification as well. And at that point, he thought he wanted to use it in his, um, the, the role he had then. Um, But ultimately, we decided that um, this would be a way that we could work together, both work with um, uh, things that we're passionate about, people that we really want to help. And building our coaching consulting firm has been a way that's really allowed us to um, pursue the things that we both individually like. And also, you can see an impact much more quickly, I think, than you can in a lot of other roles. I mean, we do a one-hour mock interview with a client, and you see by the end of that hour how you've helped someone grow. And when you get notes from clients, you there's a client who emails me periodically who I haven't worked with in two years just to tell me how much of a difference it made in her life that um, we helped her leave one job and, and move to another and really start a whole new life with her family where they can go hiking every weekend and do those things they just couldn't do um, with the way her old job was. So you, you have that sense of um, satisfaction and um, feeling like you've really helped somebody t- to change their life really. Mm, definitely. I love how those, like those two interviews, for example, it helped to prompt you to move in the direction of going out and doing coaching on your own versus being in a, an employer position to do that. Yeah, I think that's um, a good example. Often we approach job interviews as I have to answer questions and instead job <laughs> interviews can end up being really helpful and illuminating for us to gather information, whether it's about that particular employer or career path, or um, in my case, what direction I should be taking. 
Sure. Now on the, the building healthy habits end of the spectrum, what, as you went through that transition process, how, you know, what habits do you feel that you've acquired and what was that process like? I think if you are running your own business, um, particularly when we're all working remotely now, it's very easy to just log on and not move and log off and eat and go to bed, right? We're basically all just, it's not like we're working from home. We're really just living for, at work now um, <laughs> in many ways. And so um, for me, it was, I learned that I need to schedule exercise just like anything else. And often I try to schedule it for say six o'clock because that forces me to stop working. Mm-hmm. And so um, during the, the transition process, I started working out with a trainer who I would schedule for 530, um, which was incredibly stressful to get there by 530. Um, sure. But it was good. I mean, I, I would regularly arrive having sprinted <laughs> to get to the gym, <laughs> um, which I guess was its own exercise. Um, but also, it gave me more time to explore and try different things. So I learned that I really enjoy Pilates, which is not something I had ever felt like I had time to do before. Mm. Um, and also, I once I lost the excuse of, oh, I have this commute, I have, you know, I have to go to all these lunches for work, those sorts of things that I could really reevaluate and kind of take a step back and think, hmm, are these the habits I want to keep having? Mm, excellent. Good point. I love how, you know, you're, you're exercising as you're going to the gym to <laughs> right. exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I, and also that it, it's a motivator for you. You schedule that time that you knew you could be more motivated than some other time during the day. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, when I travel, um, and normally I, I travel a lot, um, I always like to go for early morning runs when cities are waking up. And I mm. like to see, um, you know, I, one of, some of my favorite travel memories have been from early morning runs. But I know that in Chicago, the idea of, especially now that the, the gyms are all closed, the idea of going out for a run at six in the morning does not have the same appeal as it might in you know, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> mainly because there's usually, you know, right now there's ice on the ground. Um, sure. So, you know, you have to think about what's realistic for you, you know, what's the ideal, but what's realistic and then work towards that. Sure. Absolutely. Now, how can people get in contact with you, what, no matter what transition they're trying to make in their sure. careers? Um, so they can um, visit our website at apochromatic.com. And I know that'll be in the show notes, but I also want to invite people. Um, we have a website set up just for, for people who watch or listen to the podcast. If they go to aposignup.com forward slash food, they'll be able to register to win a book bundle. So it's a couple of our favorite um, books related to habits and careers. Um, and then they can have the chance to, to win that if they go to aposignup.com slash food. They can also find um, me and Apochromatic on LinkedIn. And your um, watchers and listeners should feel free to reach out if they'd like to do a complimentary call to discuss their career. And they don't have to be a lawyer to do that. And we're always glad to talk with people about um, what challenges they're experiencing and, and you know, suggest some resources that might be able to help them wherever they are, whether they're considering a transition now or um, just want to advance where they are dealing with a sticky situation at work. Okay, fantastic. And yes, we will include all of those in the show notes. I love your sign up. That sounds fantastic with your different recommended books. Yeah, I'm a big reader. So I love to love to give away books and encourage people to, um, I think it's such a great way for people to, to learn more about a particular topic. So we're always happy to do that. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Now, as we wrap up, what is, is there any advice that you'd give to those starting out in that career transition process or just kind of have, having an, an inkling, maybe they haven't even started putting the, the process in motion yet? We have a post on the blog, actually, that they should probably check out that's about how to keep going during the career transition process. But um, I think if you're at the very beginning of the process, um, set clear goals for yourself. 
and invest the time up front in the self-assessment. I always say that I hate gift baskets because I mean, I love to receive them, but I hate it when our clients get them because so often you get a job offer and they send you a gift basket. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a job or career right now where you don't feel valued, it can be so easy to be distracted and, um, you know, have it, um, overwhelm your best judgment when mm-hmm. you get a nice gift basket or something like that, you suddenly feel wanted. And so doing the work up front helps you avoid that knee jerk reaction of they want me, this must be the right fit for me. <laughs> and it help, helps ensure that your career transition or your job transition is really going to put you in a better place where you actually want to be. Mm, okay. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, Amy, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. And I, hope regardless of people's transition situation that there are steps and there are tools that they can use to make the process much much easier but thank you so much for being on here thanks for having me